<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Former Huskers, turning success in sport to success in business. This is Red to Black. Hey, this is Blake Lawrence, and this is how I went from red to black. Well, hey, welcome to Red to Black. This is the podcast where we talk to former Husker athletes that have become entrepreneurs. And probably one of my favorite Husker entrepreneurs, only because it's one of the reasons that I have a job today. Right, we wouldn't uh, be here in this exact position if it wasn't for him. Right, but we are yeah. joined by Open Door CEO Blake Lawrence. Blake, welcome. Where are you, where are you calling in from today? Chris Batwell, thanks for having me. And I'm... Calling in from New York City, down in the financial district, one block from Wall Street. If you're directly challenged, that's uh, where the financial district is. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. So uh, you guys, I, how many offices or like how many cities do you guys occupy right now? Oh, boy. Uh, so we started 2021 with 30 employees. Uh, we currently have 85. Wow. Uh, yeah. So we have uh, more employees that are located outside of Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska is where our headquarters is. Uh, we have more employees outside of the state of Nebraska than we had employees at the start of the year. So it's just been a year of growth. And there's there's a few in New York. There's some in Washington, California, Florida, uh, Georgia, in the Carolinas, Texas, They're just people all over the country because we've really expanded during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. uh, that's allowed us to hire anywhere. Awesome. So I, I definitely want to get into Open Doors all that but i want to take it back since this is a show called red to black where we talk about talk about huskers first question for you how did you even end up at nebraska like give us your give us your recruiting story give us how you ended up uh in lincoln nebraska yeah i uh so i was fortunate to be recruited all over the country you know as a linebacker uh out of kansas city my older brother played quarterback at kansas um, and so if you were a betting man back in 2006, you'd say this kid's probably going to Kansas. Like when my brother committed there, I think my parents had bought a suite. They were giving them away, you know, uh, so they got a suite over at Kansas. And um, but I took a trip to Nebraska and, you know, I was surprised at one, how close it was to Kansas City. You know, you kind of grow up in a world where it's like you either go to Columbia to watch Mizzou play, you go to Manhattan for K-State, you go to Lawrence to watch KU, but Nebraska's just up the road. So I was uh, impressed with how quickly we got there and blown away. It was a, a, a junior day and they were just starting to build the North Stadium. Uh, you guys, it's crazy. They're already building a new football facility <laughs> just right. a short 15 years later, but mm-hmm. um that was Bill Callahan and, and Kevin Cosgrove recruiting me and um, put on a hard hat and walked straight from the parking lot onto the field. Like that's how uh, much they were still doing construction on North Stadium. So I, I can tell you quips and, and tricks for, you know, from that experience, but I, it starts there, right? Like I was I'm a kid that from Kansas City, older brother played quarterback at Kansas. Everyone thought I was going to go there, but a, a trip or two to Lincoln, Nebraska changed everything. And what about Nebraska really attracted you aside from the drive time? Cause you know, you get, you get a driver's license and you can drive down to Kansas city. If you just want to go see a concert, things like that. Like what, like what was the real 
thing that pushed you over the edge? You're getting recruited all over the country. What's the thing that put Nebraska over the edge? So after, I'll, I'll tell you again to that junior day, um, I'm walking back downtown like with my, my, my parents and I get stopped on the street and somebody says, hey, Blake, we'd love for you to be a Nebraska Cornhusker. And I'm like, me? You know, I'm 16 years old. And, and like at that moment, I realized there's something different here. And that was just like, a fan, a fan that knew it was a fan. Yeah, yeah. Just a, that knew that that knew that everyone was in town. Just had studied my picture on Rivals.com and said, "Hey, uh, you know, that's huge." It, but think about that experience. Like no one, those listeners that have ever done that, um, it, it, maybe it's, it, you're listening right now. Like you're the reason I'm here, right? You're the reason I went there. But it's those little interactions that is different, guys. Like I got a chance to go to dozens of schools across the country and no one would know me from adam walking down the street but in lincoln nebraska they know and they care and will support you and so that was kind of a bet that i made with myself that you know, if i was going to commit somewhere i wanted to be at a place that wasn't just about four years for the next 40 for the, you know or the rest of my life and you go back to those moments where um somebody's stranger on the street stopped me and said we'd love for you to be a nebraska cornhusker like that That's sticks cool. with you what did your parents think about that specific event happening? I think they would think it's pretty cool, and you're going to a pretty safe place where people are going to love you. They still you. have the suite. <laughs> yeah, Kansas. They, they were in. They had their spot at Kansas uh, for a while, but um, I think that you know, you get in the car and say, "Well, that was different," you know. Right. I was like, "Yeah, that's interesting," because um, at the same time, my brother was already like on his way to Kansas, and. Uh, his own coaching staff would ask him his name. Right. So it's like, it's, yeah. like a, it's just different. Um, and so I think that the entire recruiting experience for any student athlete is not just the athlete, it's the entire family. Um, and sometimes the odds are set against certain schools and other times like I, you know, minds are wide open. I think that when I told my dad that I was ready to commit um, and I told him that I wanted to commit to Nebraska, he asked me, he told me straight up, he said, that's that's a surprise. I thought you're going to say Kansas, right? But it was my own decision, um, and I kind of go back to that moment of the connection to the fan base matters, and it's what makes Nebraska unique, special um, for everyone that steps in in town for a second, or they they stay there for their uh, degree and beyond. But it's it's a special place. So who, aside from Kansas schools, who else was was in the running for for your commitment? Oh, uh, Texas Tech, Michigan State, Cal, Stanford, Wisconsin, Mizzou, K-State, KU, oh. Iowa, uh, Colorado. I mean, I, Oklahoma State. I, I just I was fortunate to get um, recruited by a lot of different talented uh, teams and coaches across the country. Uh, was there any one that you had, like, a lot of heartburn saying – Hey, I'm going to Nebraska. Sorry, I can't commit to your program. Kansas State, interesting enough. So my older brother was at Kansas, and that was one thing. But I grew up a K-State fan, and I remember, you know, Coach Bill Snyder it was a, a big influence. My my stepdad played basketball at K-State. My grandma's a big time a supporter over there, so I grew up going to K-State games and telling Coach Prince that I wasn't going to be a, a, a Wildcat was a tough call. Um, but his reaction to that call made made me feel good about my my decision. Um, some some coaches take the call of "Hey, I'm going somewhere else," and they say "Congratulations on your decision. It's a big moment in your life. Go for it." Others 
think that they got one more chance to sell you. Yeah. And uh, I, you can guess which path Ron Prince took on that phone call. So that gave me heartburn, and, but it also confirmed my decision was right. Yeah. That's awesome. So let, let's talk about um, let, let's talk about Audi because um, I'm lucky enough that I, I know the backstory. I've worked with you guys, you know, seen you guys grow throughout the years. Um, Audi's you know best friend, co-founder, big part of the story. Were you guys friends, or did you guys know who each other were before you met at Nebraska? Were you guys even on each other's radars? Yeah, there's uh, you know on another podcast, I'll tell the. the fast forward version of things where it's like, you know, I met Audi day one in the dorms. Right. But in, in reality, we had connected on Facebook and met at the spring game in, in uh, April, 2020 or 2007. And um, so we had, we'd met and just hit it off. Right. Like, this is a guy that he's from Texas. He's a kicker. He's a crazy man. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if you guys, any listeners ever seen the replacements, right. And you, you see the, the kicker and he's kind of get this sense fiery. of, yeah, these fiery kind of wild, wild, uh cards that is uh well one that's every kicker you've ever met they are all wild cards <laughs> like you've got a spectrum of audi canal to alex henry and like that is a wide spectrum of personality that can fit in there uh but yeah met audi and we were roommates day one of college and you know from the first time busting out guitar hero to waiting in line to buy halo 2 to getting in trouble on o street like it, it's been like our foundation of our friendship starts at Nebraska. The foundation of open doors of her dad of our businesses really comes can stem all the way back to like the trust that's established going through the experience of a student athlete at Nebraska, especially on the football team. Awesome. And and it's been really cool to see you guys grow and stay together for like this long. Cause that sometimes that's not normal to be together for this long, to be with your original co-founder. And so you guys started open doors and heard at almost about the same time. Like <clears throat> talk to me about each one of those. Like, yeah. how did you guys come up with the idea for her at, how did you come up with the idea for open doors? Yeah. Her dad, <laughs> uh, man, what a great name. And, uh, and I love when people ask what even what, a couple times a month we'll be dealing, we'll be working with people and they'll be like, your name, what? what? And then we tell them the story and they're like, you're gotta be kidding me. <laughs> do, hey, do you tell them the real story? Do you tell them the, all right, here, let me tell you the story. Tell us the story and I'll right. see if we're given the right information. So uh, it's, you know, my my journey in Nebraska was cut short real quick, right? So I, I was starting linebacker. When I woke up, I went to bed that night knowing I could never play football again, right? And that that is a quick transition. Every athlete has to transition. Some of them see their senior day. Some of them don't see it coming. And my journey is the one that was cut short. So within a, a few months of me being done with football, started in helping a local business owner in social media, right? Basically going from zero to a thousand followers, right? In 2009, 2010, that's a, that's a tough task, right? How do you go from zero to a thousand followers? It's a tough task today. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, started helping this business owner and, um, Audie and I were having a conversation one night, um, you know, before we we're going to go down to O street. And he said, Hey, my senior year is coming up. Uh, I, I don't want to, work for anyone else when I'm done, like we should pursue some of those ideas we had. Like, and we've always been idea guys, like around the dorm room, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, just making up business ideas. Um, and I said, Hey, you know, I'm doing the social media thing for this one guy. I think we could do it for thousands. And they said, hell yeah, let's do it. We started brainstorming. And then we finished the six pack, went to O street. I woke up the <laughs> next day and forgot about it. 
And <laughs> he had sent me overnight a, a one page business plan. It's like, hey, we should fill this out. We should pursue this. So we decided that we're going to start a social media agency and um, we needed to name it. So that summer, 2010, I was in New York City the whole summer on an internship and Audie was back in Lincoln. And uh, we were spending our nights um, after he was done with workouts, after I was done with my internship on building this company that would become Herdeth. To pick the name of a social media agency or to pick the name of anything, you got to know that the domain is available, right? So that's a very good thing. And then Twitter had to be available and, and uh, other, other channels. And Adi and I were just like, we had 50 different names, but I could, I was really good at drawing ducks. This is a dumb story. Um, I could, ducks? <laughs> good at drawing ducks. Not, um, not what I expected. I'm really not that good at drawing ducks, but I can draw a duck. Right. And it's a very rudimentary duck. And so I was like, Adi, what if our name was Intella duck? And I was like, okay, that's, and he's like, and he would like her that. And, I'm, and I said, what if it was a mesh duck, like a mesh duck? And he's like, her that. And I was like, then it, it was all these duck related names. And, but every name I said, Audi would say, her dat, her dat, you know? And I'm like, dude, what if we just called it her dat? Because you just keep saying her dat. Every time I say a name, you say her dat. And he's like, shoot, we go to H-U-R-R-D-A-T.com. It's available. We bought it. Her dat is now a thing, right? We built it. Um, That's awesome. Now the real story, like <laughs> when people ask us, like right. heard that, they're like, "Oh, we're why is it called heard that?" Like, oh, I heard that on Twitter. I heard that on Facebook. I heard that, and they're like, "Oh, okay, cool." But the real story is that Audie and I were uh, obsessed with this movie called Pineapple Express. Okay, and there's a scene in this movie <laughs> where this dude is in the hallway, and he's like. Uh, says something to the teacher and the teacher goes, heard that wish I didn't hear that, but I heard that. And that <laughs> is it? the actual reason that the company that you all work for that exists. <laughs> and many people know is called her dad. It's from a scene in a movie called pineapple express. You heard it here first. That's and, fantastic. and usually when people ask about it, mm -hmm. we kind of judge and say, okay, is this person ready? Right. And are they going to get the reference? Or should we just be like, yep, hey, it's slang for, you know, you heard it on Twitter, heard it on Instagram. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, there's like two different, there's A, there's there's bucket A and bucket B. And it depends yeah. on, our, on our audience, whether what bucket we pull out of as to yeah. what story they get told. And sometimes we just ask, be like, hey, what, what do you want? Do you want, yeah, what do you want? You want the, the quick one, uh, the, one, the long one. I just gave everyone the long story about how it all got started. But the name itself is uh, so, so rewarding, you know? Yeah. So what was first? Was it? There you go. You're good. Was it what? Okay. So which company came first? Was it, was it heard at or was it open doors? Heard at. Yeah. Heard at for sure. Um, so heard at was basically let's, let's help individuals, businesses go from zero to a thousand followers on social media, right? Like that's the simplest way to think of it. And at the time, like you couldn't even post photos on Facebook. Like it was uh -huh. so early in social media, there weren't even pages, like there's no analytics. And, and it was just, Let's just sling tweets and Facebook posts and blogs all day, right? And um, it wasn't too long until uh, I bought the domain Herd Athletes, okay? Like, just add it on. Mm -hmm. I could show you a logo. It's pretty tacky. But, <laughs> and, you know, some of the people that wanted help with social media were our buddies, like Prince of Mukamara, Niles Paul, right? And and Dijon Gomes and some of these guys that were going to the next level. And, like, hey, can you help me get from 
zero to a thousand followers or a thousand to 10 or 10,000 to a hundred thousand. And we realized that there's an opportunity to help athletes because um, they were growing faster than any other type of user on social media. Like Prince could post a, a, a tweet that's like, I'm hungry and get like 25 likes. And a business owner could post like the most complex, valuable piece of information they could ever post and they get like one like. And, and it just was obvious that, that social media is built for personalities, it's built for people, right? It says people you follow, not, not accounts. And so there was an opportunity here to really dive in to help athletes. And um, Herd Athletes was a, a, a filler name. Um, and as we started to work with more athletes, realizing that this is more of a technology play than it was a service play, that's when we, we decided to start Open Doors as a separate company. Uh, from her dad and and have it truly just set aside uh, as a completely separate entity so we could um, make it very clear that this is her dad is a service business open doors is a software business i always tell people because uh, i you know they you say you work in social media you say you work in digital marketing like you guys had the vision of social media marketing management all that before instagram like, which is so crazy to think about. Like, how did you have the vision and how did you guys see, was it just, hey, we were young and we were in the right place at the right time? Or how did you see that this was gonna be a big deal? Uh, so in, you want the real story or no? So uh, I'm gonna just keep <laughs> asking that. go from uh, red to black with y'all today. Um, spring in 2009, I had suffered my third concussion a little over a year. Um, I gave myself an ultimatum. I said that I would never play football again if I got another concussion, right? Because I was forgetting my name, where I was, like plays. Scary. It's scary stuff, guys. So, you know, I gave myself an ultimatum. Like, I'm going to, like, play this fall. But if I get another concussion, then I got to step away. And at that moment, I go back to why I'm at Nebraska in the first place. Like, that fan base cares, all right? And at the time, I wasn't using Facebook. Like, Facebook in 2009 was getting me in more trouble than giving me more good. And it's, uh, you know, had a girlfriend at the time and, you know, Facebook DMs were just popping off. <laughs> Gorman, you know what I'm talking about. And so I shut down my Facebook and I was like, you know what? I could be six months away from being done for forever. And if I could do something right now that would help me keep that connection alive, like then I'm going to do it. So I heard about the site, twitter.com. And I went and created an account. And this is when you could tweet by texting whatever you want to 40404. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Me too. Yeah. I think it still works. So give it a try. Uh, (laughs) Text a tweet to 40404. And I created an account. And I started to tweet like every day. And I went from zero to a thousand followers. And it it, that was um, interesting because I went from, let me try this thing out, to having Kevin Kugler and Sean Callahan and Pat and JT in the morning, they have them follow me like superstars. And um, yeah, big deals. <laughs> so when I was done, guys, uh, my audience stayed with me. And like that matters. That matters for every athlete. Like that, that's what we talk about all the time. It's at Open Doors. It's like these athletes have a limited window of opportunity if they can use the tools at their disposal to actually build an audience that will last beyond their time on the field or in sports, then that's great. So how do we see the foresight? Like my journey towards helping the, that business owner go from zero to a thousand followers was my journey from uh, helping myself go from zero to a thousand followers. Um, so that was kind of how that got going. 
I remember like applying for the internship or whatnot to run this dude's social media accounts for his business. And I was like, is like, how are you going to do this? Like, well, here's what I did to build my audience. I can do the same for you. And um, in the early days of social media, that's really how every single business deal got done because you had to point to having had proof. And I had more proof than most people in social media. And then that turned into a legitimate market opportunity. Mm -hmm. So let, let's talk about foresight. Um, NIL is probably, uh, if this was a drinking game uh, for you this last year, we'd all be in trouble. But NIL, like that was, you know, it's a huge part of what you guys have been preaching is, hey, you know, partner with athletes, you know, do it in this way. They can do endorsements for you. They are super valuable. Um, and it's valuable for the athlete to be able to have these opportunities. It, it seems like a like a decade long bet that you said, hey, we know this is coming. It could be three years. It could mm -hmm. be 40 years. We have no idea. Like, talk to us about like making that bet and going all in and like being one of the first folks to, I mean, I think you guys were the, one of the first ones in the clearinghouse. Like you guys have been yeah. thinking about this way before anybody else in the industry. Like, how do you have the foresight to know that NIL was going to be this big? Yeah, it's it's wild to think that from herd at the herd athletes to a decade later, the Open Doors is the largest provider of technology in the athlete endorsement industry. I mean, this is the tool that's used by the NFLPA, MLBPA, NBPA, NHLPA, PGA Tour, LPGA, USOPC, wow. every Olympic governing body, seventy five thousand athletes around the world every day. Like, what you know? It's like you know, you kind of go from this, and like how how if you need to like break it all down and like let's go all the way back. How do you see things before they happen? Um, and I would say is that the purpose of Open Doors is to to help athletes, right? Like that's like the it's so Prince Amukamara. If anyone you should have him on the pod, like is one of the most amazing people you ever meet, right? Like just a a humble, hardworking son of a gun got drafted first round to the New York Giants, and he's thrust into the Big Apple, big market, big expectations, and he just wanted things to be easier, you know? And so when we started helping Prince, it was like, here's how we're going to help you get your social media in order, like get you up going. And he's like, well, can you help me like actually get like paid deals that like, people want to pay me to tweet? It's like, yeah, I got you. Like, we'll help you manage that. And it's like, hey, but the, you know, my agent wants to see it too. It's like, all right, we'll make sure they see it. And so if you just keep asking an athlete, like, how can I help you? You're going to be in a position where you build open doors, like you're going to do it. And if you, because that's all we've done is that we've just solved one more problem for an athlete. And what's interesting is that the world of name, image, and likeness monetization is new to college sports, but it is not new to sports, right? Athletes have been making money uh, through endorsements for the last century going back to, you know, the Babe Ruth and Louisville slugger type days and probably some, some cigarette companies too for Babe. <laughs> but so when the NILR hits college sports, like we're the only technology provider that has any experience providing an athlete the full gamut of solutions they need. Like they need education. They need to understand their value. They need to know what NIL is. They need to have, um, marketing solutions so they can get content to build their following and say the right things. They need to have a marketplace experience where they can pitch themselves to others, get paid, sign contracts, get reminders, uh, handle tax prep, 
right? So, and disclose things, then they have to be compliance. They have to disclose things to their rep, to their school, to their conference, to the league, uh, to the you know association. So that entire spectrum, guys, like we've just been building solutions for athletes. It's just that there's 500,000 more athletes that can use our tool today than could six months ago. And right now, 1,500 student athletes a week are signing up for Open Doors. Wow, it's incredible. It's nuts. Yeah. So you guys, <clears throat> probably one of the biggest moments in, in company history happened during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, was, was this an advantage? Because, hey, there are more people on their phones. It's easier to get in touch with people. More people are being dialed into this because they don't have other opportunities. Was it a challenge? Like, I know you guys were remote for a while. You got a beautiful new office in Lincoln, but you guys are all across the country. Like, how do you manage launching one of the biggest things in your company history during a pandemic? Yeah. So what's interesting about Open Doors is that, you know, we have grown significantly in the college space through our software. So SAS, Open Doors, our business model is a SaaS-enabled marketplace, right? So mm -hmm. it's free for athletes. We sell software as a service products, subscription to sports organizations like teams, leagues, athletic departments. They pay us. They invite their athletes to sign up for openers. Then those athletes can opt into our marketplace, which is where brands, fans, sponsors, donors can log in and pay athletes to perform appearances or social media posts, any types of endorsements. Okay. So all that's, that's kind of like laying the landscape. Uh, college athletic directors and college athletic departments, that group is the fastest growing segment of, of our you know, paid subscription customers. They all need a an NIL compliance tool, education tool, marketing tool. They need one now. It's a competitive advantage in recruiting. That industry of college athletics is a let's meet in person. Let's walk across the football field. Let me show you the basketball arena. And it's a buddy, buddy, like spin a day on campus industry. The pandemic accelerated our ability to have conversations with more athletic directors, more leaders in college sports, because there was no option to take a flight somewhere, to go to a game, to wait until we could all be on, on campus together. So uh, we went from having one phone call with an athletic director, one visit with an athletic department a week to four or five a day, you know? And so it just, it accelerated because we didn't have to fly across the country. We didn't have to do mm -hmm. these things. And, and maybe we didn't get to fly across the country to get to do those things, but because we didn't get to, we got to a point where we were having many, many conversations very quickly. And that led to a, a significant amount of growth in that space. Um, we, uh, Eric Crouch was on our first episode and we, when we asked Who's him, that, question, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, Crouch, I think it's Crouch, right? That's how yeah. you Crouch, yeah. Crouch yeah. something like that. Um, we, and we, when we asked him this question, it was like, yeah, well, we didn't think it was as big of a duh as it was, but being um, a Nebraska athlete and having the support of this state behind you, do you think that was easier to make it easier to launch the businesses that you have because you have the support of this state and the fan base? And he's like, totally he looked at it and he goes, Abso absolutely. <laughs> he goes, absolutely. Of yeah. I, I said, uh, when I committed to Nebraska, I made a bet, right, that this community, this state would be behind me if I wore that in for a day. Um, it mattered. And that bet has paid off times a million, times a million. I, there is no doubt in my mind that Open Doors heard that. Audie and myself and our entire team that's, that's believed in us 
Like we are where we are because of Nebraska. Nebraska as a state, Nebraska, uh, you know, as a university, uh, the, the fan base, like everyone has been fundamental, foundational um, to, to our journey. Like I can give you just little moments if I can. Yeah, right? please, please. Yeah. So it's October 2009. I just ended my career in Nebraska. A few weeks later, I'm in class and I, I stand up in the middle class and I say, I got a, an idea for a business. And it was called mytwitterdiary.com, which is the OG, it's before her death. Uh, and it, it takes people's tweets, turns it into hard copy diary and send it to their, their doorstep in, in 10 days. And I stood up in class and I said, I have an idea for a business. And this is like a business management course. So Sam Nelson, the professor, it could have told me to shut down and sit, you know, you know, shut up and sit down. Yeah. He said, like, proceed, like continue. And like gave me a platform to share it. Then I, I went down the path of building that. They gave me the confidence. One Saudi said we should do something like I, I knew I could do it. So like from the class professor saying, hey, go pursue that. You know, that's mm -hmm. a big thing to when we started her dad, like every single meeting we took for her dad, guys, when we started the company. The first 15 minutes, people just want to know what it was like to play for Bo Pelini. You know, yeah, and that was that's true in that state for today. You know, it's like every time that that Nebraska, like we wanted to take a chance, we know we we could start in Nebraska because we would at least have a, an open ear, right? We'd have a supportive audience, and Nebraska gives you opportunity. It opens uh, the doors, and they want to support people that that they that are part of the program that, that yes. they feel so help the state give us something to be, to look forward to on the, uh, in the fall on Saturdays and brought us all together. Yeah. Love the support. Yeah. Take a risk. We'll support you. And the thing is when the door opens, you, you still got to go through it. Like you actually have to make things happen. I think that's what's probably missing. in, in any of this is that the fact is that Nebraska will give you opportunity, but you have to take it. You have to go and execute. And um, yeah, so that's been true with, with open doors. Like we, we introduced, you know, all the entire first, you know, dozen or so athletes were Nebraska athletes. The first advertisers to use open doors to pay athletes for endorsements were all Nebraska based businesses. Right. And, and um, including the university of, of Nebraska, the college bound Nebraska and, and university of Nebraska online, like we're using open doors to pay athletes to promote Nebraska. And, and then when we introduced a product called open door social, which is now used by hundreds of college athletic departments across the country, like, Nebraska was the first one to raise their hand and say, we'll, we'll try it. Right. And then That's we introduced cool. open doors, uh, ready, which was an NIL education product back two two and a half, two years ago. It's crazy. And, um, Nebraska is like, we're going to be the first and the biggest and the best to do it. And so what's happening is that Nebraska has been the first mover in so many ways for our business. And, um, this says something about the support system that's there and that's yeah. going to continue to be true for anyone that goes from Nebraska, you know, as a student athlete into the business world. And how much of an advantage do you think it is when colleges, athletes, whoever, uh, pro teams, all these organizations are looking to do business with you? How much of an advantage do you think it is that both you and Adi are former athletes? It, it matters a great deal. I mean, if you're going to build a business in sports technology, um, you are going to be asked why. And your connection to sports matters in terms of what happens 
next in the meeting in the conversation because um, there are uh, that's true in sports but if you're building technology for athletes you better have a good answer for like why you are best positioned or prepared to help athletes and there's no better answer to that question than, than saying that we are athletes we were athletes we were student yeah. athletes like we know the journey and so that matters and then audi you know had a, a sniff in the league you know, if you get Audi on here, I don't know if you let kickers on the podcast, probably a bad idea. <laughs> uh, low viewership and listenership there. Um, if we had Ali on, oh, uh, it'd be a great show. Yeah, yeah it'd be, it'd be a, big, a friend big, big, legit named his child Alex Henry after oh, no that way. kick. No, that's me. like the fi- uh, 63, 53. Hey, you know, Audi Canals is supposed to take that kick. You know, Audi's supposed to take that kick. You know that, right? No, no, no. Please tell us the story. All right. So we're sidelines. It's 2008 uh, at you know Colorado at home. And uh, we're lined up. We're on the sidelines and we're all in a huddle. And and, and Bo looks over and says, Audie, you ready? And Audi has not. He kicked one field goal in college. and But he is a leg. And like Alex doesn't make 57-yard field goals, guys. Like Alex never makes 57-yard field goals. Alex doesn't make 50-yard field goals. Okay. <laughs> So we're like, of course, Audi's kicking this because Audi can kick 70 yard field goals. Like the guy's got a freaking boot. Mm-hmm. So we're in the huddle and like we're sitting. It's like, all right, Audi, you ready? And Audi's like, oh, yeah, let's go. You know, he's, he's trying to get hyped up. And then we call timeout. Like, I think like right for that play. And he goes, hey, Alex, get over here. He said, like, can you make it? I mean, Alex is accurate, right? But it's 57 yards. Can you make it? And Alex like, like a head nod, like, right. You know, I hadn't talked that much. And so, uh, Audie's over there like, Oh shoot. Like, is Alex going to try and make a 57 yard? So they trot Alex out and I'm sitting next to Audie and we're like, dude, Alex can't kick it 57 yards guys. And he makes that field goal. That's why everyone lost their mind because it wasn't possible. Like it was adrenaline. It was the moment. It was the wind. It was magical fate. Yeah, it was magical. It's like it one of the last, like most recent magical moments in Nebraska sports history. And uh-huh. um, we need more magical moments. But yeah, on the sidelines, Audi Canalic was about to trot out there. We called timeout. They switched it. Put out uh, Alex Henry. Gosh, my buddy's child could have been named Audi. Name Audi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There'd be That's a bunch right. of Audis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no doubt, man. Um, sorry. that I don't even know where you start. Yeah. So what was the question? You asked a good one, though. Be, being an athlete, what what yeah. does that mean to other athletes when the organization is led by former athletes? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess where I was going with Audi, Audi played in the um, the NFL, which for him stands for not for long, and um, <laughs> as a kicker. But like when he gets to say like I played in the league, and like he's in the same locker room as Cam Newton as a rookie, you know, right off a of Heisman national championship year you see things differently, right? And if you've been in that room and you had an agent and you signed the contracts and you got the paychecks, like his balance of that experience, um, my balance is an experience of a career cut short. Like it's, it's we have a good spectrum so we can serve athletes um, from a, a position of understanding. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. And trust. I mean, when you, when you are talking about dealing with someone, whether, you know, from a consumer standpoint, you're dealing with a business based out of Nebraska or started by people in Nebraska that you trust. You go into business with someone or use somebody's service because they've experienced what you experienced, what you trust was former athletes. So you athletes trust athletes. And it yeah. just makes sense. Certainly. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a shout out just something you started talking about there, Pat. It's like 
we win we win awards like best places to work right mm -hmm. um but what i think is is exciting is that you know people love to work at open doors because it's a great thing that we do and but we do it for the right reasons and um very purpose-driven organization but the best compliments i can get are from our customers in sports that you know open doors being based in lincoln nebraska a lot of people ask why right and and like we tell them a story about playing in nebraska but one of the outstanding advantages we have is that people in nebraska care Right. So our support experience that people have is second to none in this industry because they're when they call us, they email us, they, you know, text us or Slack us, whatever. They, there's a, a Nebraskan on the other side and all Nebraskans do is know how to take care of people and make them feel good. And that's a, a definitive advantage for us in sports because a lot of these sports tech companies are based in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. yeah. New York City. And like, I don't think you describe the citizens of those places the same way. Mm -mm. No, not at all. Never. Um, and actually, that's kind of cool because Heard At, of course, still based here in Omaha. Yeah. And we produce shows for people all over the world. And every time we talk about Omaha, I mean, we're proud that it's here because it's supported. And we feel the community support with this. And and, and I know the community is proud that some of these shows that we produce are, are produced here. Locally. Yeah. yeah, no, it's certainly I, I'm. It, it is a wild thing to know what her that is today and like how it stands. And like, if you go back to its roots though, is um, to to push the envelope, like to not be afraid to be first, okay? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's important. Um, to provide a, a service of value that keeps people coming back and, you know, innovation media, like it's all evolved, of course, as yeah. everything does, but going back to its roots, like, um, I'm, I'm just proud. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of what you guys are doing and why you're doing it. Well, so let's look ahead a little bit. What's next for Open Doors? Oh, boy. Um, so we are in a, a, a situation where athletes trust us. Um, athletic directors trust us. Big brands trust us to help usher in the future of athlete endorsements. Okay. And one of the bigger challenges right now in the market is that people don't know where to go like i want to support athletes where do i go that's a problem to solve okay next one uh once you get there what should i pay right what is this worth like what does it cost um that's a big one and then how do i know they're gonna do it you know like that's the next thing is like if i'm gonna if i found a way to access athletes if i found out what i should pay an athlete like who's going to assure me that they're going to do that thing right and those three promises like we are solving we're, we are we're actually um those problems like we are solving like those are the three promises that we're providing to the athletes like we're going to give you an easy way to get discovered right we're going to uh, give you an easy way to understand your value and we're going to give you the tools you need to show up right and what's interesting is like in the last four months, it's becoming more and more clear like the, that that those same tools that we provided athletes, we need to like provide the world, you know? And so if you go to opendoors.com in 2022, it will feel more like going to Zillow.com and you want to find a home for sale and you want to like, or just creep on your neighbor's house value. Like Zillow is going to tell you mm -hmm. if you want to know what it costs to land an endorsement deal from um, Lawrence Diverins or, Adrian Martinez, like you can go to openers.com and find that out. 
Um, and if you're ready to buy, like there's a button right there to buy. And then we're going to like take you through the entire journey of understanding, you know, here's where your order's at in this, in the queue, like you're up next, they're going to do your video next. They're going to do your appearance next. They're going to post for you next. Like those types of things I think the world needs. And athletes certainly will benefit from having an answer to the question of like, where do I go? Like, how do I support you? And OpenRS is going to be that answer. We couldn't think of a couple better guys to be heading up a company that is doing what you guys do today. Um, Blake, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, it's great to hear your story. And some of these I haven't even heard. And I've been here for eight years. So it's really cool uh, that you had some time to share this with us. So we wish you good luck. Yeah. Here, and we know you guys are going to kill it. I appreciate that, Gorman. You are the you are the last like the the Venn diagram, you know, it, it's uh, you are the thread, my friend, that, that ties all the way back to first day. So I well, appreciate and it's all you. credit to my friend Milani. And I said, hey, I want to know a cool place to work. And that was the first one on the list. So he always and, tells the story that he showed up in a suit on his first day. I, I interviewed in a suit. Interviewed in a suit. That's what and it I was. walk in. All these cool kids in hoodies and <laughs> who's this dude, Who's this dork in a suit? Walking yeah. In? Well, and I didn't you, know who Bill was. I thought <laughs> Bill was like, like, and legit. My first day was Adi's last day full time. Yeah. And Bill <laughs> walks in, and I thought he was some kind of building maintenance person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Who are you?" And I tell him like who I am, and like I'm like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna be best friends with Blake and Adi." We're gonna hang out with Will Compton. Like it's gonna be awesome. And then Audie's like, "Cool, I'm going full time a I'm block away. See you, buddy. You'll never see me again." <laughs> and then Bill and bleep this out, please, because okay. my mom listens to this. But yeah. I told Bill my story, and he goes, "Okay, well, you don't know shit about shit, and don't act like you do for six months." I'm like, "Oh, I made a bad decision That's coming to work." <laughs> and now he's a great friend, great mentor, and all that. But. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate what you guys built, what you guys started. It's a movement uh, and it's really cool. And, and we're glad to still be a part of that story. No, I appreciate that guys. And, and thank you for doing this. I mean, this, this, again, I'm, this platform uh, deserves to be out there. I mean, athletes that go to Nebraska that commit themselves to the, the end for any amount of time have an advantage. Uh, they just do. They do in the business world. They have the advantage in life. They want to make an impact. Nebraska will give them that opportunity. And you just got to, help more of them tell their story um and you got to hear more of those stories and have that success so thanks for shining a light on that and uh you guys maybe get audi on here see if he can confirm any of these stories uh <laughs> but uh it, i appreciate all you do we will we'd love to have audi on and thanks for the time blake we appreciate you. a huda media production